This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. To date, in Pastor Ray's amazing Overcomer series, we've been blessed to learn how best to overcome some of life's most difficult challenges. Fear that can paralyze, failure that can demotivate, temptation that may open the door to a lifetime of sin, and worry that can rob the believer of peace and joy, even making some emotionally and physically sick. Today's practical two-day teaching is Pastor Ray at his best, having a heart-to-heart, personal conversation about so terribly painful a subject that most avoid even discussing it, overcoming rejection. Once understanding that we have been created to give love and receive love, what amazing comfort the rejected will find in realizing that love alone can break rejection's power, because God will never reject you. After all, He created you, knows everything about you, and He still loves you. Here's Pastor on how having more faith in God than you do in people will overcome rejection every time. We've been doing a little series for those of you that are plugging in uh, the first time um, over the last few weeks. We started a series, I guess now it's been maybe over two months, I guess. Um, of course, I had some vacation time in between. So, But anyway, um, started a little series called Overcoming. And we've been talking about multiple things uh, that we are seeking to overcome. And today I wanted to continue in the Overcoming series. We talked about overcoming failure. We talked about overcoming distractions. We call overcoming temptation. Um, all of, there's a few more in there, but we, we talked about a lot of subjects that really has to do with issues and things that we deal with as humans on a regular basis. I like to, see I'm a believer that if you can't make the Word of God practical for everyday living, then it's of no use to me. See there are a lot of people that know the Word but don't know how to apply the Word. A lot of people that have knowledge of the Word but they can't really reduce that knowledge into practical everyday living. When I believe, I look at this book as God's you know, instruction manual for life, how, you know, teaching us how we should and can live this life to truly be the overcomers that God created us to be. So before we get into today's message, I just want to kind of hammer that point down again that the whole point of what we're doing in these series or in this series of messages is trying to get people, all of you, to understand that you have been created to be an overcomer. That means that you don't have to put up with all of these different things that we talked about. They don't have to have a negative impact in your life. All right, so, you know, a couple of verses that we need to highlight before we move on is, I I love this verse, and many of you know it, and you do too. It's Philippians 4.13, where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That teaches me that I can overcome in all things and should overcome in all things. Because I can. I can face anything and I can overcome it. I like 1 John uh, chapter 5 and verse 4. It says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, 
even our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. So we have the, uh, the ability as believers, as New Testament, born again, hopefully spirit filled. If you haven't been, we got to get you spirit filled. Believers that we can overcome anything in this life and it doesn't have to have a negative impact on us. So today I want to talk about another subject and I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it uh, at this service or at Saturday night service last week. As I was on my way, I was getting ready for last week's service, God put another subject on my heart and I actually started to pull up some scriptures as I was preparing for last week's service and um, I thought, well, gee, I don't know if I'm quite ready to really do this because, well, for multiple reasons, but I, I, I was a little cautious about getting into this subject, but yet it's something, <clears throat> excuse me, that we all haven't encountered at some point in our life. And if we don't know how to deal with it, we don't talk about it, we may not, we still may be held victims of this particular subject that I want to talk about today. And this is, this is a hard one because in my life I've experienced this quite often. I don't know about you, but I've experienced this quite often. But I want to talk to you today a little bit about the subject of overcoming rejection. Amen. Rejection. And uh, this one really goes right to the core of every, everyone's heart because, you know, everyone deals with rejection in a different way. Now, the very first thing that we have to kind of talk about, kind of lay down the foundation here is that Jesus himself experienced experienced a lifetime, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little frog running, jumping around in my throat. Let me just, Jesus experienced a lifetime of rejection from the moment he was born to the moment that he died. Herod, when he was born, tried to kill him, right? Um, his own, you know, as he, he's growing up, his own family is giving him a hard time and, and not really totally understanding what was going on. Um, you know, so his relatives rejected him. You, you can find that in Mark's Gospel, chapter 3 and verse 21, where his relatives actually reject him. The leaders of that day, the Jewish leaders, rejected him, right? It, it went so far that Peter rejected him. And even at his death, there were only a few that stood at the foot of the cross. He was left a rejected man. Now we understand in Isaiah chapter 53, in verse 3, it tells us about the life of Jesus. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. So we understand that Jesus' life was a life of rejection. So who could understand what it is uh, to be rejected? But it would be Jesus. So uh, let, let's, let's give you a couple other verses on this. In, in John's Gospel, chapter 1 and verse 11, it says, He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. So we see that over and over in the scriptures, it points out the rejection that Jesus must, must have endured and did endure while he walked this earth. Luke's Gospel, chapter 4 and verse 28 through 30, says, So all those in the synagogue when they heard these things, the things that Jesus was saying, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of a hill on which their city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went away. So there was such, um, such hatred and, and such rejection. It was to the point where they tried to even kill him, you know, throw him over and ultimately did kill him. All right. So we understand that Jesus himself went through rejection. 
So who can better understand what we as humans go through when we talk about this subject of rejection than Jesus himself? You see, um, you know, rejection, it can be a pretty serious um, thing. And, I, I, you know, there are all kinds of reasons. And we'll talk about some of the reasons for rejection or some of the possible ways that we can be rejected. But it can have a devastating effect on our lives. And, uh, but, you see, we have to remember that Jesus went through serious rejection. And he now understands and can understand what you and I go through because he felt it. He went through it just like you and I go through it. I love this verse in Hebrews chapter 4. And uh, this is something that I call to mind quite often in my own life. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse four, uh, 4 through 5 says, Seeing then, or I'm sorry, uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 through 16 says, Seeing that we have a, high, uh, a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So Jesus um, understands what rejection feels like. And if there was anyone who we could ever trust to understand our deepest emotions and our deepest feelings about being rejected, it would be Jesus himself. You know, one man said this and it, 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 it really struck to the core of my being. Um, and he, he made this statement. He said, love is man's greatest need and rejection is man's greatest fear. Because we've been created to be loved and to need love, we also with that have this great fear of being rejected. And when a person is rejected, it really goes to the very core of, a, of your being. It can have a debilitating and devastating effect on a person's life. God created us to be people of love. God created us in a way that we would, we would share our love, we would receive our love. We've been created in the image and the likeness of our Father. But the truth of the matter is that along the way of life, many times, many of us have been seriously rejected by other people. And it has wounded us so deeply. And oftentimes, people carry those feelings and wounds and scars of rejection through life. And it cripples them. And it, it causes all kinds of trouble and all kinds of problems in a person's life. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, just talk about my own testimony. You know, I grew up in a really great household. I had a lo loving parents, a loving father. We weren't perfect, but very loving people who uh, loved their children and gave their all for, for us. And uh, so I didn't know what rejection, I never fe felt parental rejection. I didn't feel, um, you know, my brothers or my sister ever rejecting me. They loved me to my core. And of course I was the baby. And so I got doted over by my mother and my father and my brothers and my sister. And uh, they still do, the one surviving brother and my sister, they still look to me as their little brother. But so I never experienced rejection in that way. Of course, as a kid, we all experienced some form of bullying by other kids. I was always the smallest and the thinnest and the weakest as a kid. I'm changing that now and I've been working on it. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, but... So, you know, kids can be mean, but that kind of like rolled off my back. I never really was too impressed by what other people thought about me. I really didn't care that much. I guess it's just the way God built me. But um, I was more concerned about, you know, my family. 
speak, you know. But anyway, so, you know, I thought, you know, growing up in life, I didn't have a whole lot of bad feelings about rejection until I got into the ministry where I thought everyone, Christians, were all going to love each other. And this is a piece of cake, man. You know, the world can be mean and ugly, but the church, nah, the church is going to be a place of love. And, and, but I quickly found out that that is not the truth. And um, so I began to suffer a lot of rejection in, 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 and I don't even know why. I, I never, I promise you, can I, can I promise you one thing? I never went in the ministry to make somebody's life miserable. I only went into the ministry because I had a passion for people, well, passion for God and a passion for God's people. And all I ever wanted to do was to help people to grow and to mature and to become everything that God would have for all of us to become. I just wanted to be a leader that way, right? So, so you know, I got into the ministry and I started to feel rejection in, by people who I truly love. Now, the fact of the matter is this, and we're going to have to deal with this, that if we're going to love we are going to experience rejection somewhere along the line. Love, rejection comes with love. And unfortunately, you're, you know, and I know like for me, it's really hard because I, I'm, this is the kind of person I am. I'm the kind of person that gives my all. If I call you my friend, I mean you're my friend. I will be there for you. I will help you. I will do whatever I can do to be a, to be a friend, a true friend to you. Unfortunately, I found out along the way that a lot of people don't have that kind of commitment that they'll be your friend as long as everything is going their way. They'll be your friend as long as they agree with you 100%. But unfortunately, we don't have enough of committed people in the world. So many of us have experienced rejection from people who we never thought would reject us. I can tell you a story about a friend that I had uh, really from a, uh, from a young uh, teenager and it was a very, very close friend to me. And we kind of got saved at the same time and kind of encouraged each other in the things of God at the same time. And I thought that this was a friend that I would have for eternity for the rest of my life. And uh, we got to, I got to building the church and we kind of separated for a period only because that person went off to Bible school. And, and uh, but anyway, came back and settled in the church for a while as we were growing and came through the building project and all of that. And then all of a sudden, I started to notice that something was changing in our really, really long, very close relationship. We had a relationship at that point, probably near 30 years. And um, I, I, all of a sudden I began to see something change and I couldn't figure it out. What is, why is there something weird going on? This was a person I shared, you know, my deepest secrets of my heart. Uh, this was a person who was like family, you know, and um, uh, come to find out many of you heard that there was like a big, when we first moved into the building going on 20 years almost, this May will be 20 years ago. But when we first moved into this building, we moved in with a group of people. But shortly after we moved in, we had a big kind of upheaval and half the church left. And um, come to find out that this person who I had held so dear to my heart found out that this person was one of the leaders of that rebellion against me. And I tell you, it, 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 it shook me to the very core of my being because I never expected someone that close to reject me and to do something so hurtful to me. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is that if we're going to love in this life, we are going to feel rejection. Amen. And many, many people sitting here today, you have felt rejection 
in some way. That was probably one of the biggest rejections that I've ever personally experienced in my life because it took me by total surprise because I never would have expected it. See, I'm a trusting person. If you're a trusting person, um, you know, sometimes you're blindsided by that trust. And we need to be trusting, but we, we shouldn't be foolish either or be, be silly. If you notice something's not right, if something's smelling rotten, something's rotten. And, and you got to investigate it. But um, so, you know, let, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, some of the sources of rejection that maybe some of you have experienced or some of us in this room. You know, for one, uh, one of the top of the list that I've dealt with with many people and being a pastor and trying to counsel people is a failed marriage. People end up in divorce. And um, that, can, that goes right to the core of a person's being because you put your trust in that relationship. You trust that man, you trust that woman, and they end up, you know, maybe cheating on you. And that, you know, that I've seen and, and continue to minister to some couples that, um, who have had this experience where, um, you know, one has cheated on the other and it creates such a sense in the offended one, it, it, it creates such a sense of rejection. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough. And these are some of the outcomes, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, but some of the outcomes of rejection. But divorce is a very devastating thing, and two lives are just split apart. So one of the, one of the sources of rejection can be from a, a, a bad marriage, you know, a marriage that ends up in divorce. And I've seen uh, people who have been divorced that never want to remarry again because they, or they're just so afraid to open their heart to another human being because they were so seriously um, rejected and so seriously emotionally damaged by that rejection. So rejection is, can be a really, really awful thing. But we don't have to be bound and imprisoned by rejection. You see? And we'll talk about it in just a minute. But another thing like I just shared is a lost friendship. Just like I lost that really good friend. You know, one thing that um, my parents used to say, my mother especially, she used to say, she says, your friends will come and go, but your family will always be there. And that is the absolute truth. That's why I don't put a whole lot of emphasis on friends. I appreciate friends and I love friends, but I realize as I've gotten older that friends come and go. And they'll be in your life for a season and they, you know, maybe a long season, maybe a short season, might be a lifetime. And there are friends like that. But the long and the short of it is that friends will come and go, but your family will always be your family. You know, blood is thicker than water. Can I get a better amen than that? So lost friendship. Another, another area that people suffer, and I saw this personally with a friend that I had many years ago when I was in high school, adopted children sometimes really go through this feeling of rejection. Amen. And um, I, um, I had a friend in high school and he was adopted. He was in a, a very loving family. As a matter of fact, a very wealthy family. And he wanted for nothing. He wore the finest clothes, got a brand new car when he turned 16. I was walking everywhere, but he got a brand new car, you know. And I was wearing clothes for years, but he was getting, he, he had like a, he had an account at Bloomingdale's. And he would just go buy whatever he wanted to do. And I was like, huh? I, I wouldn't even walk in Bloomingdale's in those days. You know, so I couldn't afford a bar of soap from Bloomingdale's. So... But, but yet, when in our conversations, you know, our deep conversations as friends, he would tell me how he just, you know, had this sense of rejection. Like, why did they give me up? I don't understand. Like, was I not good enough? Or, and you know, the, the sad part of it is that that man, we kind of went our separate ways after high school. But there were a couple occasions where we met up again via the telephone. And uh, 
sad to find out that that man was still searching. His life kind of went down the tubes. And I, I understand from other sources that he got into drugs and alcohol and got arrested. And, and this is a guy that had everything, but yet that sense of rejection imprisoned him and crippled him through life. And unfortunately, sometimes that's not always the case. Um, sometimes people are not that bound up by it and go into, are adopted into beautiful homes and live, you know, very healthy and strong and vibrant lives. That's not always the case. But in this case, sometimes adopted children can feel that way. If you have adopted children, the antidote to that is simply love, 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 and more love. That's what breaks the power of that feeling of rejection. So some of the other things, you know, sometimes, you know, being left out. Even as an adult, sometimes this has happened to me, and you tell me if I'm not telling the truth, that you hear about a party of people that you know, and you say, how come I didn't get invited? You know, we feel that sense of rejection, like am I good enough? Am I, you know, so that's, a, that's another source of rejection is being left out. Being laughed at, you know, of course, kids are tormentors of this thing. They'll poke fun at you, they'll laugh at you. And um, that creates that sense of rejection, right? Um, Physical and mental abuse can create um, uh, terrible, terrible feelings of rejection. Here's one uh, that, that I, I think many people can associate with is that racism in all forms can give a person a feeling of rejection. Like, why would you reject me because of my skin color? Why would you reject me because, you know, for some other, you know, our backgrounds, our ethnic background, why would you reject me? And that can, that can cause just terrible, terrible feeling for somebody. Of course, all of this, I think every, every, every aspect of, of um, unkindness is all devilish. Racism included is a devilish thing. It's perpetrated by the enemy. Um, so, you know, another thing would be like sometimes you get fired from a job. Like I've had people who've hated what they've done, couldn't stand their work, come to me and complain about their job. And then one day they get fired from their job or get laid off. And then all of a sudden they're walking around with this terrible sense of rejection. Like, gee, I don't understand why they let me go. Well, you've been cursing your job for the last Amen. five years. Amen. I mean, what do you expect? You know, but it could leave a person having a sense of rejection. Like, you know, I was what, what was the matter with me? You know, other sources are just maybe trying to get a job and in, in uh, uh, in competition with other applicants and you don't get the job, you know, you walk away with a terrible feeling. Or maybe for some younger people that are trying to get a college uh, accepted into a college, that could be a devastating thing that I guess I wasn't good enough. And that brings what, we, what I want to talk about for a minute, some of the feelings of rejection. So feelings of rejection can go like this. I feel worthless. I, I, don't, I don't see any worth in myself. Um, that you could never be loved Another one is that you're damaged goods, like there's something wrong with me, that you're a loser, that you don't measure up. And these are sometimes the feelings of rejection. And usually reject, rejected people um, that haven't been able to overcome and get over that rejection and really fight. And that's why we have to fight to overcome it, because if we don't, it can create a very insecure life. You, you will find yourself becoming inward or timid or, you know, like here's one, we'll put up walls of protection. We won't let anybody in and we push people out. That's one of the most devastating things that you can do. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.